Andres. So this book was actually written in 2014, like when I was 13 years old, actually. Okay. But I never published it because I had that teenager insecurity, like, what if people are going to judge me? Because uh, I had initially shown, uh, showed this book to one of my teachers and they read it and they were like, you're too young to be expressing all of it because it's domestic violence and social issues and stuff. And they're like, where does all of it come from? And they're, they're like, are you going to it? And I'm like, no, it's not personal, but it's something that I feel like people don't talk about. And they're like, you're just 13 and you have a lot of emotions in you. So I was like, what if other people judge me the same way? So I kind of didn't publish the book. I kept it there and then when COVID hit, okay. it was like the best time for me. I had a lot of time on my plate and I just went ahead with Isotope first mm -hmm. and then um, I came out with Undressed, yeah. So do you not feel like you could have just pu pu published um, Undressed on a Pindu Plum? Um, I could have, but I was like, you know what, let me just put a novel out there that's not um, related to social issues or that's nothing to do with domestic abuse or mental illness. How would anyone know it was you if you reused a Pindu Plum? Uh, you I know what a pen diploma yeah, is? Yeah, I know, I know. Okay. But I just wanted to like put myself out there. Okay. So I was, I've always been fascinated by a few subjects like physics or I'm into biology or I'm into uh, literature. So I was like, let's, let's go science-y, let's go all nerdy. Let's okay. go just put it out there. Okay. And I just went out with this concept I had in my head. I penned down isotope within three months and got it published. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Now that the book's out there, let me just put another one. If people are going to judge, they're going to judge. So was Isotope then self-published or was Isotope then? Uh, no, it wasn't self-published. I had an uh, agent for it. Oh, fantastic. And uh, how did that work out for you? So you took me, it took me three months to, to write Isotope. Yeah. And in that three months, what kind of writing style did you use? Um, so my writing style, to be honest, is very raw and it's very simplistic. I don't use a lot of complicated words. I marketing and more marketing. Go on, tell me. <laughs> what does that mean, raw? Okay. <laughs> so it means that I, my target audience is usually um, the teenagers. Okay. Because uh, I think literature has to be out there for them more than anyone else. That's your building block. Like that's when you have to develop this habit of reading and you know get into books and. That's my point of view for okay. it. Okay. So yeah, I started off. Uh, so basically, I'll just give you a backstory for Isotope, the whole scenario going on in the book. So it's about an alternate dimension, right? And in this dimension, it has everything like Earth, except for the fact that uh, the things don't react to you the same way things would on Earth. Iso this is the Isotope one. Yeah. So Isotope basically means that it has the same um, okay. chemical formula but a different atomic number, okay. right? And that's what the book is. It has this, it, that means it's alike to Earth, mm -hmm. but it has a different frequency. Exactly. So you need to know that uh, to enter into this alternate dimension, there are certain things that you have to go through. Uh, sorry, I just lost my trick of hand in my thought now. <laughs> so the isotope one is the poetry book but it's set in a different dimension no it's not the poetry book it's a science fiction novel okay undressed is the yes. okay now you understand why i looked at you so confused i was like wait what why okay i was like that's so avant-garde i'm gonna write a poetry book set around a different dimension i was like what okay so 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 which one do you want to start with you want to start with the first one i assume which would be isotope yeah. um it's set in a world that is in a separate dimension Exactly. So basically sort of like string theory, 
kind of. Okay. Right? And this it's actually all of my novels that I've written so far, unpublished or the published one, uh, they all have a female protagonist. Right? Just doing a bit of feminism there. So it is centered around an entire female character who initially enters into this alternate dimension, right? And she wants to go back home. She wants to come back to Earth, but mm -hmm. she does not know how. And she does figure out how to come back to Earth, and she does return. But time and space works differently. So she enters back to Earth, and she sees this whole scarcity of food and a lot of issues going on Earth, and she wants to go back. Interesting. Right? So okay. it's a trilogy, by, by the way, just letting you know. So okay, so the, the where where are we right now with the character? What's her name? Her name's Ava Williams. A a what? Ava Williams. Ava Williams. Right. And where where why Ava and why Williams? Where did this come from? Um, I think it's this character I've been really obsessed with as a child. Most of my writing has come out from things of obsession in childhood. Okay. Um, not sure which book it was, but I was really in the library in the school and I was reading this book and this character literally caught my eye in the book. Okay. And I've, s I've still been looking for that book. I, I don't know the name, but I've been looking for it this entirely. This character, she's just like in my head. I know how she looks. I know how she talks. So I wanted her name at least. So I just took the name, built my own character and put her in the book. Okay, so the Eva Williams is a homage to yes. uh, your favorite character from a book that you don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's really interesting. So this Ava, give me some, some backstory on this Ava character. Um, she is an, uh, an electrical engineer and she's working at this, um, what do I say? She's working in a place, right, which generates electricity for half of the earth. Okay. In her time zone, right? When oh, she's in on her planet. dimension. Yeah, in her dimension. Right, and uh, so the power, the generator basically goes supercharged and this dimension opens up into which she is transported. Mm. And initially she doesn't understand. It takes her time to understand what is happening around her and the things that she has to adapt to. And how scientific do you, do you go with it? Really scientific. Okay, so... You have species with alternating DNAs. Okay. And you have kingdoms going down there. You have terms that okay. are not there in literature, but you only find an isotope, like names of certain creatures okay. or certain trees. Okay. Or people over there, how there are people there. Okay. But she doesn't know that. And she eventually finds it out that okay. this entire life situated there i mean I, I i to like punch a hole in a space-time continuum would take something like a thousand suns so <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm wondering like how exactly scientific are you going with it and and even if you would somehow rupture a hole just from the radiation alone would kill you and the suction would mean that every single atom of yours would would be torn apart that's the scariest that's thing about a black works. hole but okay. the best part about science fiction is you can create your own world without actually obeying the physical yeah. laws. Yeah. That's why I was wondering exactly. how scientific do you go with it? Okay. Okay. So because you have to have like a like a position of, of disbelief. Yeah. Right? Otherwise that's, that's you're all in about trouble. science fiction. Okay. So the character like accent happens, electric house, snap. Does is it like a, a, is it like elongated process of her trying to get out of the electric? Yeah. Okay. But she knows it's like inevitable? Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I don't know what, I didn't read the book, so I'm trying to figure it out. So she has to eventually give up, 
Okay. Also, it's kind of cool how, like, you know that this isn't scientifically possible, but you're just giving it to your readers and you're like, you know, you have to believe it because I've written it. Mm-hmm. Right? So that thing about science fiction has me, like, keen for it. Okay. Telling people. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> too. Okay. I, I think readers, readers have a very loud voice, though. So <laughs> they'll start messaging very quickly. Uh, and, okay, so... Do you use the hero structure in your writing? No. The hero arc, you know, the... Who, who Danny, can you look it up on Google? Who wrote the hero arc? Is it by Dan something? Dan Brown? Mm. Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell, yeah. The hero's journey. It's a really popular writing tool. They use it for like... Um, uh, Emphasize. No, I'm trying to think of a show that does, that is using it almost on an episode by episode basis. Who's the host of the show? Um, Rick and Morty. No idea. Every episode uses the hero journey. So if you follow like the subplots in the story, you, you can you can you can see that. I have no idea about that. Really? Mm-hmm. You should, especially if you're gonna write part two and part three. I have written part two. All right, for part three, yeah, I'll keep that journey. in mind. Rita, it's it's really really important. It's a good tool to use for. We'll for keep writing. that in mind. So, who's your favorite author? Um, I love R.L. Stein, Khalid Hosseini, who is definitely nowhere around my genre, but I am a big fan of him. Danny, can you look up Khalid Hosseini? Is he that is an Afghanist. Like he's an Afghan. Is uh, he? He's not Afghan related writer. to Hussein Husseini, right? No, no. Uh, he's written Thousand Spider Sun, Sky Trainer. <laughs> I almost died <laughs> laughing. Uh, UHDR Goodwill, uh, novelist, physician, debit, the kite runner, and critical and commercial success about subsequent to novelized and at least popularized in Afghanistan features. An Afghani as the protagonist. Okay, uh, born 1965. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a read. Yeah, the thing about him is that um, all of his books have the same protagonist, and it's the country itself. Oh, the conti- the country's the protagonist. Yeah, isn't that how the book uh, Dune works? No. You read Dune? Yeah. Isn't Dune like the the protagonist, the planet? Yeah, that's. I mean, every book has a protagonist. It is. And an antagonist. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And, okay. Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, I'm done writing one <laughs> one. Okay. Yes. Right. So for Dune, yeah, it is um, the it's the surroundings, the environment. Okay, that's the world building. Yeah. But because I th- I don't know, have you have you read Dune 1, Dune 2? Dune 1. Because from what I've heard, I haven't read it. I, I, I couldn't be, I didn't even watch the movie when it came out in 1960-something. Movies are books. I couldn't bother, if I couldn't be bothered to read it, I'm not going to watch the show of it. What or do you prefer? Movie. Movies or books? Oh, books. Okay. Yes. Except for a few? Yes. Uh, the Shining is a good example. Uh, are you a Potterhead by any chance? No. Okay. I've never read it. Never. I've. I think I've only like like watched, like out of number. Uh huh. Not in the sequence. Not, Not in, in the, the sequence. Yeah, okay. yeah. I couldn't. Neither go. Neither. Neither Lord of the Rings either. I mean, J.K. Rowling is. I think it was every teenager's like go to like, read Harry Potter. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, well, we're different generations, mind you. For for me, it was those horror stories. Arlstein. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that guy. What was it like? The boy who turned into a dog. Um, also, Fear Street, all of it. Yeah. I mean, they even have a book, a film on it, a movie on it, right? I remember reading those as a kid. Hmm. Did you read uh, anything from Stephen King? Um, it. Oh, you read it? Yeah, I read it. How did you find it? Uh, I think the movie's better than the book. What? Yeah. I mean. The I don't believe you. How many pages that does it have? I don't count the number of pages, but 300 or something like that. No, it's close to 500. It has a lot of pages. I don't count the number of pages. I'm asking you because I, I, that's such a surprising response to me. Because I'll tell you why. I think the book has dragged it longer. I remember I was in a, I was in a jacuzzi reading the book mm -hmm. um, because I just wanted to get it like finished. And I remember like in hot water getting the chills because of how scared I was. I mean, yeah. Uh, if you are like, yeah, I would say the book is, a, I'm not saying it's not good. It's good. But it's just like, like, it's dragging. It's like dragged it so much. Okay. The movie's kept it short and like, it's got to the point. Okay. This is the book. Like, this is all. There's, there's like part one and part two for a movie. That's like. Part one's better though. <laughs> that's like, what? Six hours? I think it's like two and a half hours a movie, isn't it? And that would be like. Yeah, it's six uh, hours. 20, 25 days of reading. I guess, I guess. Yeah. So do you have a, f so you only read, uh, st you only read one of the Stephen King's novels then? Yeah, I think. I've read, if you give me names, I'll tell you. I'm trying to remember, there's another, uh, there's the guy, I'm trying to remember his name, Heart Shaped Box? There's one more something, uh, something with sleep or something, not sure. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I've read that. I th there's, there's Dr. Sleep. Doctor Sleep, exactly. Which is meant to be a follow-up to The Shining. Yes. I didn't read it because because I've read some of the reviews about it and it really put me off. What do you read usually? Um, my favorite author yeah. to date, Woody Allen. Yeah. Hands down. Have you read anything from Woody Allen? No. You are incredibly missing out. What genre is it? Uh, fiction, I would say, but in a weird way. Okay. I'll give it a read. Um, I, 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 Woody Allen has this un has this amazing talent. He has like like I'll try to reconstruct very poorly a sentence in in one of his books. I think it was like light as a feather or whatever. Uh, John John was a bear of a man. And in fact, when the bears were sick, he would often he would often be invited to the bear camp to dress to, to be there for the local kids. It makes zero sense as like a paragraph. <laughs> or or he was like, um, what was it like? Um, he talks about like was some hard hating like prison pri prisoner, and he says um, on the left arm of of on the left on the left arm on Dave's left arm was. Peace, respect, and love. On the right of his arm was printing error, disregard left arm. Okay, it's very descriptive. And <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was being like specific. I, it's, it's just so contrarian. It doesn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> it just, it, I don't know how to describe Willie Allen. Can we look up what Willie Allen books are like? What kind of genre would it fall into? That's Annie Hall as a movie, buddy. Just put side effect. Oh, it's comical. Yeah, weirdly fiction. I would take that. 
Pardon me? I would take weird fiction as a genre. You're for you is weird fiction? Or you're saying the book is weird fiction? Yeah. I mean, because it's comical. So. I guess. I'm um, sorry, what were we saying? It's very, like, old kind. I'm like, do you have, like, current generation, like, this era poet or something? can't think of a single poet so it's single I mean, poet that i'd be uh, i had people on the show that i haven't <laughs> even read their work on so i mean if you like them you can mention them i can't uh, other than see it elliot is the only one that comes to mind have you not heard of ruby Carr? nope danny can you look up ruby fall i mean she's like a this generation poet and she so do you do you base your stuff around ruby Cole? i do not relate to her writing style what a beautiful word denodulate awesome i like that yeah, I think Fatma's style is very much like her. Can you can you give us like a text example, like um, a single poem or something? She usually she so basically she is an immigrant in Canada, right? Mm -hmm. And she usually writes about um, how her life has been centered around like uh, Punjab and Canada. All right, I'll read it out to the audio listeners. Uh, what terrifies me the most is how we form at the mouth with envy when others succeed, but sigh in relief when they are failing. Our struggle is to celebrate. Our struggle to celebrate each other is what's proven most difficult in being human. Um, okay. Preface this too. I will show you fear in a handful of dust. Okay, you can. I mean, that's not even <laughs> like that's like grade school versus versus a doctorate. Okay, do you want to read me? Uh, sure, I guess. Yeah. Do you want to uh, read me from my file, or do you want me to read something from? Uh, sure. Wait, is this uh, is this like non non poet do, uh, uh, reviews poet? Here, I'll let you read it out. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, maybe you would want to switch to one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy didn't pick out the best one. <laughs> Just scroll down and yeah, a bit more down. The pink one there, yeah. So this one's actually titled by How to Swallow Love Without Choking on It, mm -hmm. right? So when love decides to die and you want to keep it alive on days when you're cold, but actually warm, and you sit by the fireplace burning letters, flowers, and everything but firewood, wishing you could burn your love like that firewood, when you know you have to let go, but you, start, but you start choking on memories, then you are on the battlefield fighting yourself, each other, and your mouths are filled with blood. You want to kiss them, but you can't. This is your last minute in heaven and you've nearly choked yourself to death. But you won't let go because swallowing love is easier than spitting blood. Okay, wait, 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 wait. This is wait, what? Okay, I'll give you the whole concept. No, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to decombobulate it, okay. right? Because you preface the first paragraph by saying, when love decides to die and, and you, you want, want to keep, keep it. it. And you preface, or you, 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 the entire, that's the right word, the antagonist. What's the opposite when, when like, Contrasting. The contraster, thank you. You're welcome. Is uh, you want the last? This is the last minute in heaven. You've nearly choked yourself to death. Do you understand? It, it almost feels like those are two different paragraphs that you fused exactly. together. Exactly, but at the end they make sense. It's like mind tricks. Like I'm giving you, like yeah, you know what? I want to let go, right? I I want to do this, but I'm giving you a contrast to it. Like what if? And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just do the easier thing. 
What? <laughs> I don't miss any writing style. But give me a second. Explain it to me, okay? Because do you purposely? Yeah. It's there in all my poems if you see. Warm yourself by sitting in a fireplace, burning letters, flowers and everything. Flowers and everything. But firewood. Don't you think? Don't you think it would be more of an impactful, more impact? Why am I creating <laughs> your English? <laughs> I was about to say. For, I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say the the fireplace, burning letters, comma flowers, comma and everything. Full stop. But to a preface, like to to make the but more powerful. But I don't know if if you went in like that kind of detail into your literature. No, but... Okay, so we understand. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I'll ignore all that. But uh, firewood is washing. You could burn your love like firewood. Full stop. When you know you have to let go, but you start choking on memories. When love decides to die and you want to keep it alive, when you are cold slash cold cut, when you are warm and you sit by a fireplace burning letters. Do you know who you remind me of? No. Type in then um, man a machine. Man? Man a machine. Yeah. Yeah. By Julien of Offrey de... De la Metri. De la Metri. I've... This is the uh, this is the only other author that I literally had to like like <laughs> read a paragraph and paragraph and paragraph and be like, yes, it makes sense, but it it takes like a lot of like like deliberate thinking, which is good. I mean, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, like all my poems have that. Um, there is my point of view. There's a contrast, and then when you read it collectively, it makes sense. Yes. Okay. Sense. Can you can I read the end paragraph again? Sorry, then maybe it'll click in my brain. And you want to kiss them, but you can't. This is your last minute in heaven, and you've nearly choked yourself to death. That counter between the two oh, oh, gets my head hurting, okay? But you won't let go because swallowing love is easier than spitting mud. I, <laughs> I love, the, I like the last sentence. Yeah, because like you're choking and I expect you to understand like the spitting blood part. Mm. So swallowing easier than spitting blood. Mm. Mm. And who, who's, who's your main target audience that you're getting mostly with this? Um, this one, uh, my poetry. It's mm -hmm. targeted to anyone who can relate. Okay. So you don't have like you don't. I have don't have like an age group. Anyone who can relate. Well, this was going to be my next question before we like deviated into poetry. Was uh, who do you, do you write for yourself or do you write for an audience? I write for an audience. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because um, most of my writing, as I've said it multiple times, is centered about issues that I can totally not relate to. But I have people. It started off like. Um, as a child, like I would write and stuff, and yeah, the school thing happened, and I got my recognition there, and then uh, I had a whole book I didn't publish, and then initially uh, during the COVID phase, what happened is I had people uh, approach me, I don't know why, but I'm glad they did, and tell me about things like yeah, you know this 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 happened, and um, I kind of had all this anger built up, and I wanted to vent it out, but positively, so. I this was how old were you at this point? Um, I was uh, 17, 18. But your, f your poetry book you wrote when you were 13. Yeah. So did those people tell you while well, you were 
12? Uh, I've had friends and it's like things I see and also Netflix and YouTube and all these. You know, I mean, there's not a lot of stuff. What are you watching on Netflix? What are you watching on YouTube? You know, all this. Um, Love Actually? What are you talking no, about? Um, you know, all these uh, documentaries on psychopaths and... Okay. <laughs> how to get away with a murder. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so those kind of stuff. And yeah, pretty much that. So you're a big horror fan then? Yeah. Horror fiction and uh, science fiction. I'm more like so you're gonna, big camp fan. Is the next book then a horror book? Um, actually, yeah. And I am working on another poetry books, which is called Simon Says. I mm -hmm. think I'm going to put it out soon. And uh, this book is really personal to me because mm. uh, this is something I want to write. And it's not for the audience, it's for me. Simon Says, uh, do you know what Simon Says is? A game. Yes. Right? It's like you have um, the person who tells you Simon Says walk two steps. Simon Says do this. Sure. Right? So for the book, Simon Says uh, is controlled by the people. So people ask you to do this. People ask you to do that. Okay. Oh, so Simon is in this sentence the 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 world, like the people who the want the community. To, yeah, the community. Okay. Right. And they society ask, is the, the word society you're exactly. And uh, it's my point of view of what. That's pretty clever. I like yeah, that. Yeah. What what they want to say to me and what I want to do. Hmm. Right. So the book is uh, based around that. That's very lateral thinking. I like that. That's that's clever. That's clever. And and. Is it going to be a poetry book or is it going yeah it's to going to be a poetry book interesting interesting and it's going to be a, based on this like character uh it's going to be based yeah it's, it has a few um i can i can actually read you something that sure. make you it'll make some sense um so all my poetry books have like an opening poem right okay and i'll just read you the opening poem for simon says do you do haikus as well yeah you do haikus i do haikus as well okay so, I miss how my body belonged to me, but now it belongs to the society. I feel like I'm playing a game of Simon Says as you control every step of my life. Simon Says you're pretty, but you could be lighter, thinner, and even better. Simon Says conceal your acne. Simon Says body hair isn't acceptable to men. Simon Says diet, 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 eat this, not that, no carbs, no sugar, no processed food. Keto helps get rid of fat. All this constant nagging, fault-finding, grumbling, criticizing, carping, shrivish caviling makes me feel repugnant. It hurts my body and soul being chained in this earthly body, in a multiverse where body shaming is something people unknowingly or knowingly do. But I'll continue to listening to what Simon says. Why did he bring the word multiverse into this? Um, that was just I, filler. I believe that there can be multiple universes out there so sure but you don't need to like like isn't the beauty of the uh, don't you feel like beauty at the most like perfect or the most beautiful is is when there's not a single vowel not a single word in excess to it when it's as as, as streamlined it's just like left there do you know what i mean yeah i mean i know what you, i get it like, like that that like when it's just like literally where there's nothing else you can take away from it no maybe i mean i think Everyone has their point of view. Mine mm -hmm. kind of differs from yours. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I just find it interesting because I, I get where your point is about two thirds of the way in it. Yeah. And it feels like the rest of it is just indulgence. Mm -hmm. It's Maybe? like, yeah, it, exactly. You're getting at it. I, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've already heard it's like, like, I've like heard two of your poems. <laughs> it's like the whole point of it is like, yeah, you know, uh, this is what you're supposed to do or this is what you're like not supposed to do. And at the end, it's like, I know it's kind of like, it's not good. It's, it, it makes you feel like 
probably shitty or crap mm -hmm. but i'm gonna do it anyways right because Sh sure but you you leave simon says in an in into a negative yeah avenue which is fine the, the whole point of it being that um even though we know that we shouldn't be bothered with, by what people say we somewhere take it personally and we kind of get to it we take it like get like well if someone says you know what you need to lose weight at some point it's like maybe i am fat maybe i need to lose weight i get where you're coming from but but what i'm trying to say is that you 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 build this very dark you bring this into a very dark alley and i think it would be a more interesting poem if you had flickers of light like leave it at a positive note no not leave it a positive note leave it at the end negative that's fine but but when when simon says for example don't eat carbs it, it's because really biology wise it is better for you do you get what i mean it's not so much because but if you want carbs you get carbs yeah but do you not feel like when simon says uh i don't know uh, uh women shouldn't be engineers mm -hmm. it's something very different than if simon says don't eat carbs yeah and, <laughs> no maybe like but, if simon says don't eat sugar yeah i mean yeah it, that makes sense but the whole the first opening poem is based about but like it's based on the body image thingy that's why it brings up things related to acne and concealing and yep i got that yeah i got that but do, do you not do you not think there's there's a, there's a core i don't know i i feel like it would be a more interesting poem if it would if 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 you were if the if the i don't know if the if the if the stage actress i don't know if the 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 personification whoever is that like like being mm -hmm. that simon says is talking to i don't know what yeah. you would call that yeah, protagonist yeah. if you want if 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 they're confused by whether what simon says is both positive and negative isn't that more interesting time of our of our like zeitgeist i mean i read to have my own uh, perception so if i'm reading something mm -hmm. and i mean if you read a poem you can have a different perception and i can have a different one we're miscommunicating yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying is that is that don't you feel like in a larger sense that people right now more than ever before don't really trust the fundamental uh, the fundamental uh, 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 oh, I forgot the word um, the fundamental agencies I th it's not agencies, not agencies. Um, like schools teachers police um, what are they called Dan? Um, no 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 when when you when you stop believing in like the structure of the system in society um, huh no, 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 not the person who then, like, like if you think, like, old school is, is going to teach you nonsense, all the police is never going to catch the bad guy or only going to hurt people. You know, when you, st uh, initiatives, no, when you stop believing in your, oh, my God, I what tip of my tongue. Um, when you stop believing in your, oh, come to me. I get the whole point of it, so I, it makes sense, yeah. Mm, no, what I'm, I'm just saying, like, in the largest, in the largest sense, that the people cannot trust or believe anymore the information that is being given to them. Does that make sense? Be it like, uh, think about like wearing masks, not wearing masks. Uh, COVID's over, COVID's not over. Um, this is good for you, this is bad for you. Yada, 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 ad infinitum. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I get what you're saying. 
But at the same time, like, I don't think there's a lot of, like, like, I asked you, like, when I asked you for authors, you can give me probably 10 names. But when I asked you for poets, you could just think of one. Because I'm also not into poetry. I can give you a second poetry one. Poetry is actually very dead. I to be mean... honest. You don't have a lot of readers for poetry as much as you do have for novels. But that's always been the case, right? Not really. Poetry actually had um, in the eighties, the seventies, uh eighties. -huh. Poetry was like at peak. I was about to be really impressed. I thought you were going to make a reference to the Dead Poet Society, which is a <laughs> fantastic movie. And I was like, oh, she's gonna go. Like, <laughs> you're gonna take me that down that avenue. And I was like, oh, okay. No, but no. actually, poetry was at peak then, mm -hmm. and then it kind of like went down. Mm. I think it's because not everyone can interpret what the poet wants to say mm. like poetry is very sophisticated depends on who you're reading mm -hmm. uh for instance i don't know if that i definitely <laughs> agree with yeah <laughs> yeah like i if you've read sylvia plath i'm not sure if you mm -mm. um so can you type her in danny sylvia plath you should read uh Man and Machine. i will now <laughs> it is such a complicated dense piece of writing it is unbelievable You've read Elysius? Uh, uh, no. Um, I'm trying to think another book that she read. Can you show me one of her poems? What heavy woman? Inscrutable? In, in what? Irrefutable. Irrefutable. Thank you. Uh, irrefutable, beautiful, smug as Venus, wooden sword on half shell trained and blonde. Wait, what? Over each way, weighty. Way stomach of face. So the whole point of I don't know what that means as a sentence. Uh, over each way, stomach a face. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just read the poem. It'll make sense. Okay. I don't know. I mean, you're clearly a lot more trained in this than I am. I'm trying hard. <laughs> uh, smiling to themselves. They made it What? I just read this and I have no idea what it's saying. Seriously? I have absolutely no idea. Well, I don't know what pink, pink buck, uh, uh, buttocks, infants attend them. I, 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 uh, uh, so. Looping wool, <laughs> doing nothing in particular. They step among the arch, what, what is it? Archetypes? Yeah. Dust Archetypes? Hurts. Archetypes that hoods them in very blue. So. This poem is basically about uh, stereotypical women, what they're supposed to do. Maybe okay. now if you read, it's gonna make sense. I still don't know don't know what dusk hoods them in Mary Blue mean. Dusk hoods and them Mary Blue, uh, in the time she uh, was writing, so women had this, um, the houses, like the, not houses, you know, for the uh, animals. Right. institutions was the word i was looking for by the way 
<laughs> you break the other for a second. Okay. <laughs> you know where you keep your animals and stuff, right? What what's it called? Um, not the husbandry, the, the farm. The, yeah, not not the farm. You know, like when yeah, okay, call it the farm, right? So the dusk hoods is basically the dusk tone sheds for the animals. Okay. Then in Mary Blue, Mary Blue as in the color that was predominantly wore in her era. The dress that was worn in her era. Oh, I mean, if you make, I mean, if you have to read a poem and you have to read another three pages to make sense of that poem. That's <laughs> the whole that, point of it. I don't know if that's the whole point of it. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, you, it leaves you thinking. Does it? Yes, it does. It left like, me confused. I, I, aren't, you, aren't you like curious to know like what is this supposed to mean? What is the reference here? Like wh what's the reference to, uh, let's say, um, Floats come Dutch as bum. moon or cloud. Dutch bum or uh, the star, the wise gray man. I also exactly. don't know what that means. Wise gray man as in um, to have an obedient husband. I, are you sure that that's what it means? I am. Or are you, are you just inferring that to you, it? You can literally just like get the meaning. But who's writing to get the meaning? Did like the author get the meaning? No, but there are a lot of interpretations to it. There, and see, I so that's my you're just choosing someone who's like, yeah, yeah, this is what that means. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to stick to like what makes more sense to me. Let's take a break for a cigarette. <laughs> Sometimes I just feel like I, I want to like give my character superhuman strength. Okay. And then I'm like, no, we just have to stick to the story. Okay. Don't wander around. Let it be what it is. Do you do you do you not do you do you do any of your characters have any kind of like Mary Sue problem? Um, so actually, fun fact: uh, the book like it it goes around Ava Williams, and then um, there are isn't that Hitler's wife? Ava Williams. Yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting name that you chose. It kind of like it's like. Can you type in Hitler's wife? I thought her name was Williams or Eva. Close. Eva Brown, very close. Okay. Close, yeah. Look at that. I I almost I, I had the I have the first name. No. Next character, right there. Next character name. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Eva Williams has like there are a lot of other people who enter the dimension eventually, mm -hmm. and they kind of meet her. And they discover that uh, isotope is what I call the I alternate dimension there. Okay. The alternate dimension I've named as isotope. And what did they name their current dimension? Um, the Earth. Like oh, so, Earth. so for them, <laughs> it's Earth. <laughs> and the alternate dimension actually has a name for the people who already live there. And they call it? Uh, they call it the PSR-15. Base what? PSR-15. Okay. Is there any specific reference why you chose that? Uh, yeah. So... They're the 15 and the PSR basically stands for an eclipse okay. that occurs every 15 days. Okay. So every 15 days you have this uh, fog that summons the alternate dimension and you have the fog is basically deadly. I feel like I have to read this book now. Yeah, in order to, 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 I'll buy it on Amazon and I'll, I'll <laughs> this is a this is selfish. So if you're no. interested from, from this aspect of it, read Isotopes. It's available on Amazon. You can get it on your Kindle. And how many pages is it? Um, it's 200. So 200, you can finish that in, in about, an, oh, I don't know, three hours? Mm, yeah, if you are a quick reader. Okay, so about three to six hours, then leave some comments and tell us uh, what to ask next. Because I, I, I mean, I feel like there's, there's so much to unpack here. Okay, I'll give you some more unpacking, right? So when they get down 
like when they all meet up together, they actually realize that the ice stove has um, segregations. There are four kingdoms down there. Mm-hmm. Like uh, kingdoms as in you have a whole ice kingdom, you have a whole desert nation, you have the whole uh, greenery area mm-hmm. and you have an unknown region. Mm-hmm. And the trilogy has to go on because um, when they come back, they're not coming back alone. There's a whole like um, earthly hand in it. There's this whole um, institution that's involved in coming back to this alternate dimension to find food and uh, enough um, space for people to live. So it's going to build up to a war then? Yeah. And they don't know that um, the alternate dimension is like, it's not like uh, what they think it is supposed to be like. They think it's going to be easy peasy. They're going to go down there, yeah, there's space, they're going to build things and they have their force and everything. They're going to live there. But that's not the case. And and do you... Because I remember, I remember reading about Stephen King. He talked about his process of how he how he writes, and he said that it's it's like he said it. He described it as as sitting by in a. F- it, it's ah fuck! I can't get my words together. He said it's like it's like sitting, it's like sitting in a forest and building a campfire, and that each of your characters that you you have are a piece of wood that you burn. Oh, you heard it as well. Yeah, I've heard it as well. Yeah, so do you do you feel like that's the same writing process or, or yours is different? So mine is kind of like I have a whole world I live in. And in this world, I like to like create scenarios. And if I'm like, okay, you know what? I kind of like that one. I'm going to put it in the book. Okay. That's how it works for me. Okay. And I have this whole bubble that sometimes, you know, you're going to be like, we, sometimes it's like we're going to be talking, right? And I'll, my mind is going to be here, but also somewhere else. I'm building scenarios and I'm like, um, yeah, maybe this would work. And if it works, it's going to be a next book for me. Okay. What a weird way of structuring it. So are you characters that you have in your book based on people then in your life? Yeah, but just more like animated versions of them. Okay, so you just tune up their personality. Yeah, I just tune up the, and I give them like things that I want to give them like I'm like, okay, you know, like, uh, how you just judge a person and like, oh, you know, I love everything, but they should have this. I do that. Again, sorry to bring up Stephen King, but when he almost almost got killed by a truck driver in one of his books, he made that (laughs) truck driver the villain. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's like um, I meet people and if I find someone rarely find someone interesting if i find someone interesting mm-hmm. i give them the protagonist role in my books mm-hmm. and if i don't i give them some role so who's the antagonist then in your story uh in isotope mm-hmm. it's uh this guy mm-hmm. okay his name is david and the whole point of him is to come and inhabit isotope mm-hmm. what he wants where's david from is he from earth then? he's from earth okay okay and ava knows his intentions and okay. what she does it she, she sells her story, but half of it. Okay. She does not tell her the bad part. Like, she does not tell him the Did bad part. Did you do that part. on purpose? Yeah. Isn't, isn't, isn't David the nickname for Adolf? <laughs> that was, Are you that, doing this that, was, on that purpose? was unintentional. Like, I literally... Oh, okay, I was like, this is a weird, like, Hitler's neo-Nazi <laughs> stuff going on. You already have Ava, Ava Williams, and you've got, like, Adolf as well. What a coincidence. <laughs> and they're going there to conquer the world. What a... <laughs> How weird. Yeah, the husband, the wife, you. No. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm lying. I don't think his nickname was David. <laughs> no, 
Better not be. So, okay, so this David dude is an Earth. Was he like the guy who was running the power plant? Yeah. And he planned that accident to happen? No. Okay, but he he's not had, super He was not, no, no, it was, it was just like a coincidence. But now what he wants is, um, he wants power, right? Why? Um, everyone wants power. Okay. I mean, everyone wants power in whatever field you're doing or whatever you want to achieve, right? Do you feel like the character would be would be more fulfilled if mm -hmm. if he had like a bigger reason or existence? He does. <laughs> you have to read a book. I'm, I'm. When am I supposed to read book two and three? It's not even finished written written yet. It's still in the process. Just read one. Okay, and then stay on hold. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll get two and three. Okay. Well, read read. What was it, Jacobs? Was it uh, Hero's Journey? Jacob something? Yeah, you, you know, the one you mm. said earlier. I'll give it a read. It's really important, especially from a writer perspective. Yeah, I'll give it a read. Do you, do you, do you write your beginning with the ending? Uh, no, to be honest. Uh, okay, so about my novels, um, I have a very... F the way I start, even uh, in my poetry, like the books, the way I start is the way I end. So um, I'll give you like a... So isotope begins with this um, line. So isotope doesn't begin from Earth. It begins in the alternate dimension and the backstory. Okay. Okay. So the book basically has... We're miscommunicating, but go on. Yeah. The, bo the book... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The book kind of goes like the opening line uh, is, the little greens I saw yesterday suddenly don't exist anymore. Okay. Okay. The algae, fungi, and the shrubs are gone. Okay. And this has been happening for quite some time now. Okay. So basically what she's describing is, like, she was just new to the isotope. And mm -hmm. she didn't understand why all the greens around her were disappearing. It was due to the fog, by the way. Just to make sense. Okay. The eclipse, right? Okay. And the book ends by the same sentence. Uh, okay. And if you read it, it'll make sense. Why does it end with the same context? Okay. Because um, when she opens up her eyes as the book ends, she is back in Earth. Sure. So so it's a full circle then. Yeah, it's a full circle. Yeah. Okay. So the way it opens is the way it ends. Sure. And I do it for all my books. Don't you think it's more interesting to use a th thesaurus? Why so? And just having the... So that it's not an exact copy between the ending and the beginning? It's not by, by, by Batum? Do you get what I'm saying? No. So, so it requires like a little bit of like, oh, oh, you know? No. No. So I I instead of using the word, I don't know, fungus, mushroom, instead of using the word uh, um, um, a fog, sandstorm. Mm -hmm. Do you, so, yeah. so, so like when you read that last sentence, you're like, oh, that's like, okay. So they yeah, get it that makes sense. No, you're not interested. It, it does. <laughs> it, it makes sense. Also, like I mentioned it earlier, that uh, there are terms that are not there in the literature. Mm, so you made up words. I made up words. Sure. Because it's supposed to like at least be like, be, like, you know, when I actually gave out the book for editing, um, I had many editors initially, and then finally, like, I went with Fatima Salim. So uh, they were editing, and they were like, um, say that louder. That you can get your your rates down. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Then he can be like, yeah, you know, you, you get your commission a little lower on their behalf, right? You're advertising for it. That's the way you have to think about it. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how it's done. That's how it's done, right? Yeah, that that's is how you get the agent's fees a little lower. You, you, you give them good publicity. <laughs> so they, they're editing it, right? And uh, I think it was like five or six days in, and one of the editors got back to me, and they're like, um, what does this mean? Uh, I, I literally Googled it, and I went to the dictionary. I couldn't find the word. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry to give you the context, but there are words that are made up, and there's a whole dictionary for it at the end of the book. Mm -hmm. So you can just like refer. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, okay. And then the book, the others who were editing, they came up to me and the same thing, and they were like, what does it mean? And I was like, okay, maybe it doesn't make sense and I should take it off, right? And then I, uh, I asked a few of uh, the members in my team and I was like, mm, do you think I should just take it off and maybe put something that people can relate to? And they're like, no, that's going to keep them curious. Like, what does it mean? They're going to actually Google it up and be like, oh, it's not a word. So it has to be something. And then you can make, like, there is a dictionary. There is a glossary at the end. So they're going to refer and be like, okay, yeah, now it makes sense. Now I know what it means. Do you use just, do you do you make up just words or also sayings? Sayings. Give me a saying. You I have up. a whole different language in the iStore, by the way. How do you find the time to do that? Sorry, what? Okay, what? Is it like a structured language or is it just like a um, cat no, on a keyboard? It's actually a structured language. What? And you sound like those two creeps who were online. They made up like their own languages. Was like, what a blue, blue, blue. You call me a creep. <laughs> I mean, you came up with your own language. Where do you have the time to do that? Oh God. Okay. And um, what is it like Klingon? That would have been a good reference. No, actually, if um, if you read, and actually for the language as well, I have a glossary at the end. For the languages as well. Yeah. How long did it take you to write this book? Three months. Yeah, three months. And in three months, you wrote your own language. Yeah. I will not believe that. Give us like, give, give me a sentence. Um, ends I cooking. Okay. Which means I like I, cooking. No, which means I will behead you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All that because I said the cream. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, where did this where did this language part come into this? Um, I am actually um, into languages, and I speak a lot of different languages as well. Okay. So I. English? Mm, I speak English, Farsi, uh, Hindi, Kashmiri, uh, Marathi, Malayalam. I speak a bunch of different languages. Okay, but the, all of them are based on the same root language. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You can debate me on that. They're very close to connected. Nowhere close. Yes, they are. Some of them. Yeah, okay, I'll give Kashmiri and Farsi into you. Uh, okay. I mean, that's like arguing with me like Latin and English are separate. I mean, <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, French, Italian, Latin? Spanish, and Latin is all the same. Who's Who speaks Latin? Every every scientist. I'm not a scientist yet. Okay, okay. Uh, w w what's the name for a snake? Uh, in my language? No, just in English. In English? A name for a snake? Yeah, just what? As, as in a breed? No, just as a snake. What 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 other words would you could you use for snake? Slytherin. What else? Um. Something Basilisk. What, what about serpent? Serpent. And where does the word serpent come from? Latin. Latin. There we go. O almost all animals are named after Latin words. Give me some. Other than serpent? Yeah. Hippo? Okay. Really? Yeah. 
Is hippo a Latin word? I believe it is, yeah. Plus, Latin is, is super interesting. Do you speak any of the Latin words? Est hippo. Okay. Is hippo Greek or Latin? Let's find out. Once and for all. Okay. Imperial Latin. Latin. There we go. And ultimately, for from an ancient, ancient Greek. Greek. Okay, so you have. <laughs> the Greeks gotta get themselves. It's in like there. a contrast there. <laughs> They've got it. They gotta. They gotta go deep. They gotta go in. They gotta put a leg in there. That's good. That's good for the ancient Greeks. Good for them. Yeah. So I. I didn't go like you know what. I am interested in languages, so I want to create my own language out there. But it was like, what if I had a new language? It would be fun for the readers. So I put in a new language. But don't you think it would have been more fun to, to have like a very popular language that doesn't exist? Like what? Uh, like uh, uh, whatever that Star Trek language is. Uh, What's the Star Trek language called, Dan? People have like weddings in it. I mean, you can always start a new trend, right? Fine, but you don't have to cling on. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. I know, if you can. Okay, I mean, you know, <laughs> spend your energy writing the other two books or reading more <laughs> books or doing something else, right? I mean, it's fun. Like, imagine, like, you've created a whole new language. Listen, I'm not arguing against it. I'm saying that's great. <laughs> I'm saying maybe it's have cling on. It's like you could save time. How, yeah, you can definitely save time just using Klingon. And the, the people reading it will be like, wait, is that Klingon? Wouldn't that be? Especially since you're writing for them. You're not writing for you. Yeah. But it's also kind of cool to have your own language, I believe. Fine, fine. Have it. I'm not going to take it away from you. It's already printed. Whatever. Good. <laughs> okay, so you wrote your own language. We, we talked a little bit about the book. Mm -hmm. Let's get a little bit more into your writing style. How do you write? Um... Okay, are we talking about uh, the science fiction or are we talking about poetry in general or in general? So let's start with scientific and then poetry. Okay, I can't write scientific if I don't have a lot of time on my plate. Like I need to sit, uh, like I have the characters built, I have everything. It's just that I need to process everything because everything has to make sense. You know, sometimes you mention things that are like 20 years before, like back in time. And then when you're writing, you have to be like, oh, they should click. Like it shouldn't be like you missed out something. So I need a lot of time to write when I'm writing science fiction or horror fiction. But when it comes to poetry, it's like usually um, like I'm a medical student. So like when I'm studying or in the university or like doing my thing, sometimes in the middle of nowhere. Wait, how are you not failing your exams? What's going on? How are you doing medicine while writing, <laughs> while researching, while writing your own language? Sorry. <laughs> and what language is this? This new language, what alphabet does it use? Uh, it uses English alphabets. Ooh, you're still yeah. using the English language, aren't you? You can go full wild. You can make up your own. Well, you want me to make my own alphabets and then it'll be difficult to like input it while typing? How do I type that? Handwrite it. Stylist. Thanks. It's a good idea. There actually. we go. But now I can't change it. It's out there. Well, you can, you can, you can re-release the book at a, at a later date. I'll keep that at the back of my head. Right, so like when I'm doing my medical stuff, usually when I'm doing my medical stuff, it comes then like, I have this, you know, thought in my head like, oh, you know, that person said that, why don't I make it into a book? And I'm like, but I'm doing something important, right? Or sometimes it's like, I'm studying for an exam or I'm having like a massive burnout mm -hmm. and I'm like, I can't stop doing what I'm doing. I should continue. So I just like, take my phone, I just record the whole idea, the concept behind the poem I'm gonna write. I'm gonna just like leave it and then when I'm done doing what I'm doing I just go back to it I'm like yeah just type it down when you read do you write in between the the columns 
Yeah. I do that too. It helps. I don't know if it helps. I I, I just like the idea. I don't know who 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 where I heard it from, but you'll never read the book the first time ever again. So when I, when I'm reading the first time the book and things that are like really popping to me, I write like in five W's. Okay. Right? Like mm -hmm. why, when, where, mm -hmm, what. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I was in this location, this place, blah, 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 blah. And then so I can almost like capture that like thought that I had. In your head, yeah. And so when I look back on it and I'm, I'm, I, I'm not reading like a paragraph, I'm like, what the fuck was this? Exactly. That's why I say make, it helps like actually writing down. It helps. Mm, mm, mm. And you're doing what kind of medicine? Uh, I'm doing currently, like I'm pursuing MBBS right now. And after this, I go for my specialization. Okay. So you're three years in? Yeah, I'm three years in. Two more years left. Two more years left. And then you're going to try to practice mm -hmm. medicine here? Uh, I am currently studying in Iran. Okay. And then I might shift somewhere else. Okay. So yeah, three years there, two more years, and then maybe here. Okay. Does that not scare you, what happened with that, with that author in the U.S.? Which author? I just got stabbed. <laughs> Does that not frighten you at all? It kind of does. Because you're writing about science yeah. fiction. Yeah, it kind of does. So. And to be honest, um, you know, any sort of art, be it painting or anything, anything related to art, you know, when the artist, no, it, it doesn't have to be something massive, even if it's like you're downgrading the artist, be it whatsoever, like you don't like their works or whatsoever. It kind of, I, I just kind of go like, why? Like this man got stabbed because because he because they put a kid call on him. Yeah. So we're talking about the same guy, yeah, right? Yeah, we're talking about the same guy. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Okay. So we're very no, clear I'm on just, this. I'm just I'm just mentioning that when like ge in general, like when artists, like when they're downgraded, or anything to do with them, right? It's sometimes like when they are a good like. Let me just put the context there. Like when they are a positive artist, right? Okay. It kind of like like breaks my heart. Like you know. Why do you have it? Like, because I, I know the struggle you go through to put something really personal out there. And you're just like letting your audience like judge you for it. Okay. And when you get like, okay, you know, sometimes when I write and I get criticism, I, I obviously do get criticism. I get a lot of criticism. I hope you didn't feel like you got criticism from me. Oh, no, no, no. It was from me more question stamp yeah, rather yeah. than <laughs> telling you you're doing a bad job. No, it's no. I, I, um, when it comes to poetry especially, you know, people go like, you're too young to be writing about it. Like, where does all this domestic violence come from? Where does all this mental, like, it's, uh, my mental illness is usually like schizophrenia or psychotic disorders and stuff. And they're like, where does all of it come from? Or, you know, maybe like she's a creep or you know, whatsoever. Uh, and kind of- Wait, how old are you? I'm 21. Why are you still worried about what somebody said seven years ago? Um, I'm not anymore. Okay. So I'm just saying, when people, you know, they just, they just put that out, at some point it's like, um, and kind of like when you know you have like a set of audience who are willing to read you, like who are, you, you feel like, oh, you know what, I want to write for them. Okay. But when you have those, those people there, like no one's reading you and everyone's like criticizing you, you go like, why do I even have to write? I'm just stop. Why do I have to write? I'll just stop. But again, comes back to the same question of why don't you why did from the beginning didn't you just use a pen duplum or why don't you use a pen duplum for your more like out there stuff i i'm not really a big fan of the idea really yeah stephen king's son did it i don't know why i'm bringing stephen king up for the for the whole conversation <laughs> I, I think you're kind of obsessed I, I with stephen king i've already read like two books of it but i know <laughs> everything like about this man i've mentioned him ten times already <laughs> 
you're kind of like obsessed with him. I don't know. I, I'm, Do you I, like him? Uh, not as much as Woody Allen. <laughs> I don't know a lot about Woody What's Allen. What's your favorite book? Um, Light as a Feather. No, um, The Prince. Woody Allen? Nope. Marcus Aurelius. Not Marcus. Oh, the, On Meditation. Marcus Aurelius is maybe my favorite book. Uh, or it could be Prince by Marco, 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 Marchiavelli. Never heard of it. No, I've not. I'm more into the poetry stuff. I'm more into the. Heart how about how about we do stuff. like a student exchange? Okay. Right. I will give you some of my favorite books. You give me some of your favorite Damn. books. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right. I feel like most of the books you're gonna give me is somewhere between the 1960s upwards. <laughs> And some of the books I'm going to be giving you somewhere between the 1400 to the, to the maybe 1800. Um, no, I'll give you some. I'll give you some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll, I'll give you Ethics by Aristotle. <laughs> it'll you make your it'll make back? your head bleed. You want to go that back? I mean, listen. There, there is. There is such incredible beauty to be found in old literature. It blows you away. I agree with that. I'm not denying. What do you think of William Shakespeare? Do you think he's overrated or I like? He's a cool guy. <laughs> That's the two <laughs> options. <laughs> he's either overrated or he's, you know, a cool guy. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think he's a cool guy. Yeah? Yeah. Have you read any of his? Uh, well, I've watched his plays. No, not watched. Have you read? Yes, I've read it as well, but you're not supposed to read it. It was never intended to be read. What? Which one have you like watched? Which ones? Uh, Midsummer Dream, uh, Macbeth, uh, Romeo and Juliet. I even I even can quote Romeo and Juliet. Um, three civil bras brought Are by thee. Are you a fan of Romeo and Juliet? Uh, had to learn it in school. I like Macbeth more, but I know to quote Romeo and Juliet for some reason. What about the Eleventh Night? Oh, pardon me. Eleventh Night. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. Sorry. So I'm not a big fan of William Shakespeare. <laughs> You're not a big fan. No, I think he's overrated. What? Yeah. That's I ego. Mean, that's ego. That's not ego. That's, that's ego. I mean, okay. See, he writes stuff, and <laughs> most of his stuff is like, people are like, yeah, you know, Romeo and Juliet is great, and like I think he got most of his name from Romeo and Juliet because it was like. Macbeth? Macbeth and all this. But okay, if you say William Shakespeare to someone who's not read William Shakespeare, the first thing he's going to bring up is Romeo and Juliet. First of all, I, well, I don't know who are these people who are reading Shakespeare. That's number one. Number two, <laughs> it's a screenplay, so it's meant to be watched. So I don't know what you're you getting at. And yes, I hear where you're coming from, but that's because like Romeo and Juliet is the most easiest to, to turn into a film. But it's also kind of overrated. I mean, I thought you were going to... I mean, have you seen the meme... Um, I'm not sure if you've seen it. I'm not. The words are something like uh, Romeo and Juliet was like a love story between um, a 14 year old and a. Have you seen that one? I I try to f I'm trying to remember how the book ends. Yeah, see, oh, Romeo, Romeo and Juliet Romeo. is not a love story. It's a three year relationship between a 13 year old and a 17 year old that costs six debts. That's a that's a good point of view. I mean, if you can look at it that way. I mean, it is based on a true story. So you could, I thought you were going to use that mechanism of attack and be like, oh, he's not even original. No, no. <laughs> he's all of someone else. No, I mean, just look at this point of view. Yeah. It's, it's really stupid. Why would you write about something like that? Okay, some jealous person was like, let me, let me, let me just summarize it. Um, I mean, yeah, I can't judge him. And, you know, a 13, what, what is it? Like a 13-year-old and a 7-year-old? And a 7-year-old. That cost six cents. <coughs> six people had to die in the... Okay, I mean, like, whatever. Okay. 
I mean, listen, if you go back at least 100 years, the world was a pretty crazy place. I still think it's overrated. Uh, can you type in U.S. presidents? I'm trying to remember his name. Um, and just scroll to the right. It's going to be a little further, further, further. Where are we going with this? Yeah, give it, go to the left. 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 I'm going, I'm, I can't be going crazy. Have I missed him? Go further left. Further right, sorry. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, there it is, Andrew Jackson. Less than about 100 years, well, 200 years ago, Andrew Jackson. He, he shot or dueled 100 men in his lifetime, killed 100 men in his lifetime, and his deathbed, his only regret was that he didn't have, enough, he didn't have more duels. That's politics. That's not politics. <laughs> That's just duels. I mean, like, like if me and you, what, what if me and you had like, a, like, like, oh, I don't like this book. I don't like this, that book. Let's go and duel. Let's see who's right. That was his hobby. So we only have to go back 200 years. And this was a perfectly acceptable practice on figuring out whose argument was correct. You know, I'm actually going to give it a read, like the entire thought process that he went through. Andrew Jackson? Yeah. Might turn it into a poem. He is really fascinating man. I might turn it into a poem. He is a really fascinating man. On his like literally in his deathbed, just, just <laughs> saying, I wish I had more duels. <laughs> it's only <I'm>, regret. <laughs> I would definitely give it a read. Like I'd read more about him, and I'm actually gonna make it into a poem. He's really good. Another really good uh, present author to read is uh, Theodore Roosevelt, who has this fantastic quote that I use a lot. Speak softly and carry a big stick. <laughs> There's even a great image that comes with it. There it is on the left. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that a beautiful image? And his favorite and his favorite dish was turtle soup. Ew. But he also has a really good book. Okay. Where he talks about he how he overcame he overcame, oh, what's that breathing, like when he can't breathe properly? Asthma. Asthma. He, he overcame asthma by just training hard enough. Seriously? That's what he said, yeah. I'm surprised medical science doesn't know that. Yeah, that's what he says. His favorite sport was this like brute sport that nobody plays anymore. And it was almost like a eight kilo bag, like, like a bowl. Okay. And you would throw it at each other. And whoever gets knocked down loses. Oh, I've seen it in like one of the Netflix series or something. That was his favorite sport. I think they should bring it back. <laughs> and Andrew Jackson too with his dueling as well. Let's have it all back. <laughs> no, I mean we can bring him back just for fiction, but not in real life. So yeah. Yeah, just keep him where he is. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like when you brought up that six death things, you only have to go back to 100 years where that was that was a perfectly acceptable thing. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, have you heard of Bonnie and Clyde? Yes. Yeah. So uh, I've written a lot of poems on them. I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, weren't they? I mean, are they Bonnie and Clyde were like lesbians, right? That is true. 
they were actually psychopathic killers. Yes, who were incidental. Well, yeah. are you saying the incidental part? Yeah. Or they were lesbians and incidentally psycho killers? Or, or are you saying the I mean, reverse? I'm, I'm saying the reverse. I'm like... Were they two girls or was no, it? No, it was, was it was a uh, yeah, it was a male and female. Oh, it was a male and female. Yeah, my, my mistake. I thought it was two women. Huh. Rural funeral homes is what they robbed. My God, classic criminals. Classy. No, they no, he did not. What will happen to the car now? Yeah, probably someone has it like in their living room and just stares at it. Oh, well, you know what? They used to know how to live life. Have you ever written about Jane Austen? If you've oh, that feminism stuff? Uh, no. I know Jane, Jane Austen, and didn't she get like, didn't she get like, aren't feminists hating her at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, and they put her on the 10 pound note bill now. I kind of write about something I find like, yeah, you know, they have a good backstory. <laughs> Tell me. Let's hear it. Tell me about this Jane Austen story. Um, so the whole poem was based on the contracts, the contrast again, right? Mm -hmm. Like, see, maybe it was when these feminists started like going against her. Like, you know, this, the whole Most image of feminists. It. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the whole poem is about like, yeah, you know what? Maybe she's not a bad person, right? Maybe we're seeing it through a different lens. And then it contrasts with saying, maybe she is a bad person and you have the right lens on. Okay. But at the end, it goes like, or maybe it's just that we all use different lenses because we can't see the same things with different eyes. Okay. So that's the whole poem. It revolves yeah. around that idea. Like there's a good part to it, there's a bad part. And yeah. then there's like, I'll leave it to you. That sounds like it's. I don't know. I don't know. Like I hate when it's like when when like intellectual like like ideas or con constructs are like portrayed in such like a like a Plato manner. No. Uh, so you like poems or stories that are very straightforward? No, not that. Type in Marcus Aurelius. Let's look at let's look at some God level writers. By the way, Marcus Aurelius's book on meditation mm -hmm. was his private journal. It was never meant to. First of all, do you know who Marcus Aurelius is? I, I've heard of him. But Emperor I'm... Rome. Okay. So you really are like in the 80s and things. Absolutely. That's that's when like the best of the best was going around. You're in a whole different world. Can you type in quotes and just read some of the like uh, Aristotle has a great has a beautiful one. Um, uh, uh, lovers are lovers are lovers are one one heart with two heartbeats. Read that one. See, that was from Aristotle. I mean, this isn't poetry. This is just uh, quotes, but whatever. That's the second one. It's nice. Kind of like the third one. It's kind of simple, but yeah, it gets to the point. The happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. Everything you hear is an opinion, not fact. Everything we see is a perspective, perspective not, not truth. truth. That's cute, right? Yeah. Should read more of AC and AD BC? and BC. You'd be surprised. You'd be yeah. really surprised. Like like the way that somebody can capture how modern life is, considering that he was born more than two thousand years ago. Um, there was a poet, who his entire art ba was based off um. 
uh, people who lived in the 80s and like the BCs, right? Okay. And he would write about that era in mm-hmm. his poems and he would portray like how literature mm-hmm. has to be carried on and it has been living like since the very beginning of time. And sometimes you say something like his, I, I think, I'm not sure who it was said. But At, by the way, the, the story Atlantis comes from a poem. Really? Yeah, can you type it in, Danny? I forgot the name of the author. Oh, I think it was Homo. Homo? Homo? <laughs> hey, you know what? It was a different time back then. Homer? Yeah, Homo. See? I, I'm saying it wrong, definitely. H O M O. That's him. That's 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 the author, Homo. Yeah. But can you go just on like if you just go on images? The, the author's the name of the author was is Homo. It's maybe a pen name. I'm telling you. Or who wrote At- At- Atlantis? Um. Plato, my mistake. He's again like the 80s and the BCs. Well, yeah. You don't know your history. Uh, I mean, I kind of like stick to what I like. Socrates? No, I'm going to go into the history. Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, Alexander the Great. You know the, you know the sequence for it? I think that's a sequence. I might have gotten it wrong. But uh, yeah. No? I think I should get into my history. You should. Yeah. Socrates was super interesting because he didn't believe in writing things down. I think the writing styles kind of differ also. Like the English they had back then and the English we have right now. Well, they didn't have an English then. They had ancient Greek. No, I'm speaking about like the uh, poets of uh, the 60s and the 50s. If oh, you yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Terminology and words that yeah. they used. Were completely different. I'm trying to think if there's. I'm, I'm trying to keep it relevant to you now. What? What? What is there? Um, no man is an island. Can you type that in? When was that written? I think it was definitely in 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 this century, this millennia. Sixteen twenty-four. <laughs> I was close. It was this millennia, at least. <laughs> That's very close. Yeah, like. Can you open the poem so she can read it? I don't think it's it is John a poem. Yeah. Show me the old English. No man is an island and tyrant. Are you a fan of old English? Yeah. Yeah. On the morrow. Mm-hmm. They I, I like how they I sometimes in my poems as well use third person. Like um in most of the poems in the sixties and stuff, they use third person. References. Yeah, I use that as well sometimes. Mm, 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 mm. I'm looking forward to reading it now. Yeah. I'll I'll buy both co- copies on Amazon, <laughs> and so should you. No, I'll send you. No, <laughs> I, it's already bought. Done deal. Um, the manner they they. F- okay, wait. No, fuck it. Let's just read the New English. Uh, no man is the island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of a concept, a part of the main. If a cod be washed away by the sea, Europe is less is, is the lesser, as well as if a uh, prim- promontory. Promo- sorry. Promontory. Promontory were as well as any manner of thy friends or mm. of thine own were. Any man's death diminishes me mm. because I am involved in mankind, and therefore never sta- never sent to know 
for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. God, I gotta sit and read it and process it in my head. I'm tired of hard. Okay, I like the first line, to be honest. No man is an island entirely of itself. Every man is a piece of a continent, a part of the main. It's, it's, I had a quote that was kind of kind of reminds me of this. That said, um, um, it's the galaxy that ma- matters. The mm-hmm. earth is just a part of it. I like that. Yeah, so it kind of reminds me of this. Like every Isn't it weird that people have the same thoughts? <laughs> yeah, but just like you write it differently. Oh, uh, well, sure. <laughs> Do you know what it means by uh, the bell tolls for tolls for thee? Uh, let me find it. The last sentence. Okay, uh, so does it mean that um, therefore God sends no one for whom the bell tolls? Uh, okay, it can be a different different meaning. If, uh, like I'll explain to you. Like uh, you helped me earlier yeah. r- with the with the is, red barn. Is there barn. like a translation or is it like your perception? No, it's a real it's a real okay, meaning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like we were like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Let me get up then. Oh, um, therefore sent. Therefore, never sent to know for whom the bell tolls. It dealt. It tolls for thee, because back in the day, when you'd hear the the bell ringing in church, which mm-hmm. would mean somebody's passed away and the burial is happening, uh, as a church and as the village we got bigger, you'd hear it more often. You'd be like, oh, whatever, you know. Oh. And so you'd just be like, it was just another sound, and that's why it sells. For therefore, never send to know. The bell tolls. Oh, it's for whom the bell tolls, for it, for it tolls for thee. It has a good opening. Yeah. And nice, right? Yeah. Kind of goes like a little bit one. full circle. Yeah. Right. I think um, it's kind of like fun when a poem or a book goes in a full circle. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to f- I'll try to find one or two that I know that go in full circle. I don't like endings that like. You, you know that some authors or some poets, they leave the ending for the reader's view. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy that. <laughs> that's how like that's how like ancient screenplay used to be. Okay, we're going ancient again. I'm <laughs> sorry, you, you brought it in because, because uh, like modern literature is written in three arcs. Yeah. Right? Intro, yeah. transition, uh, um, outro or, or beginning, or beginning middle, end. And climax. And uh, in, 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 age, in, in the ancient world, there was only first act and second act. Because the audience would leave, and it should be their responsibility on how they want to like. So do you like that? <sighs> I don't like cliffhangers. That's what I'm talking about. But it's something very different between a cliffhanger. I mean, isn't, and an isn't open-ended question. An open-ended question, also like, isn't that like a cliffhanger? Like, you're gonna be like, okay, what happens after it? Like, there can be different endings to it, different endings you can put in. Sure, but but back then it was a little different because you'd you'd hear stories from like you know your 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 local Chavin or wherever, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, and, and they also put on big shows and stuff like that back then, but but it w- it wasn't like to the level of like movies today where millions of people watch it. You know what I mean? I mean, like imagine you are much closer to the creator. So imagine you watching a movie and then it it just ends there, and the director's like, you know, just just make an ending for yourself. Yeah, but the difference is that back then you could actually go and speak to that director. Yeah, but now you can. Exactly. I think that is the big difference between the two. So, do you like cliffhangers? I don't like cliffhangers. I lo- Do I you think like open-ended questions? I think so. Or a full circle. I don't like being. Sp- I don't like have being 
like spoon f- spoon 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 fed spoon fed thank you you don't you don't th- you don't think I'm right with that I mean yeah but then um you're not exactly being spoon fed if you have a full circle you can still make a different meaning to the poem a different meaning to the poem okay so you just have to like make sure that it relates to you at some level and maybe the poem is not written about the topic you're relating to mm-hmm. right like um for instance i can write a poem about a honeybee I, I write a poem about like anything. I can write a poem about watermelon bubblegums. I've written poem about poems about um I like that watermelon bubblegums. Yeah, I've I've written poems about watermelon bubblegums. I've cute. I like that. I've written poems about Chinese bread. <laughs> I like that too. I, I can write poems about anything. So like and and somehow people are like, Yeah, you know, that's relatable. Whereas it's like completely not written about them, but it makes sense to them, so why not? I think I might know a poem <coughs> that you might like. And it's from this century. In <laughs> fact, it's it's even from not this decade, but close to this decade. Okay, you found one. Uh, can you type in Carl Pinkleton, Danny? And Caveman Poem? I've read the Caveman Poem. Yeah, you have? <laughs> yes, I have. From Carl Pinkleton? Yes. You, I'd rather be... Uh, what was it's it? it's where it was like very trending in between. If moths had if, yeah, if moths had eyes, would it would they be happier? How do they know they are not dead? Caveman hunting for food, but not before they style their head, uh, style their hair yeah, on their yeah. head. What would last longer <laughs> in dinosaur times <laughs> if blind man didn't this stand the chest? Not with all those rocks about. I would rather be yeah, a blind moth. Exactly. <laughs> you know, poems like these, I enjoy reading them. <laughs> oh, it's it's kind of cute. Yeah, I mean, it didn't it it didn't have a full circle though. It doesn't have a full circle, but it's it's like if you just blankly read it, it it will be like <laughs> it's, it's about a moth. It's just gonna be like that if you have no perception. Yeah. And then when you like, okay, like oh, you know what? Actually, if it makes sense to you, like I relate to it. So you're going to be like, okay, yeah, I kind of like the poem. Did he read the jellyfish jellyfish one? Uh, by? Oh, same guy? No. I have written about a jellyfish as well. So let's see who's better. Put, put his jellyfish on and you find yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just go one back and then just change it to jellyfish. Are you having fun so far? Yep. Are you? <laughs> yeah, otherwise I would be like, all right, time to finish up. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, did you find it? Mm-hmm. Let's hear yours first. Okay. Move closer to the mic. Let's hear it. Let's hear the professional. Okay. <clears throat> so there was a jellyfish who had a transparent soul. People asked it to undress, but the jelly was unsure. So it drifted far away and undressed, then joined its bloom, a bloom where it belonged. This is the opening to undress. Oh, now that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. So the thing here is, there was a jellyfish who had a transparent soul. Mm-hmm. People asked it to undress, but the jelly has no skin on. Like mm-hmm. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So the jelly was unsure. So the moment then it was invisible. Yeah. yeah. So it drifted far away from those people, and it joined a bloom where it felt like it belonged. But how did it join a bloom if the other bloom was a, was invisible too? It, it didn't. It didn't <laughs> feel like it belonged <laughs> there. Or did it just join another bloom and just was like hiding out? No. 
it felt like sometimes you are invisible to a group of people mm-hmm. like you are present in the conversation but you feel like you're invisible oh, i like that i like where you're going with that yeah and you're just like you're, you're talking you have everything you go out you hang out but you just feel like you're not there mm-hmm. right and then you find another group of people where you don't even talk but you feel like yeah you belong there that now you're invisible and those <laughs> those ones are invisible but you know somehow they're there that's okay yeah. that's okay right for the man the myth the legend himself i will try like to read it better i don't like jellyfish they're not a fish they're just a blob they don't have eyes fins or scales like a cod they float about blind stingy people in the sea and no one eats jellyfish with chips and mushy peas get rid of them <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs> I like the ending. It's so aggressive. <laughs> It's like get rid of them. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I like that better. I like yours. I like yours. And this is more intellectual kind of you. That's why I like yours a little better. This, this one is literally It's just. It's just like just get rid of them. This that poem is just literally about jellyfish. <laughs> Is it is it's, that still a poem though? Yeah. Do you not see that you as know, a paragraph? Actually, I have people um sometimes they like text me or they ask me like, you know, we want to start writing poems, but we don't know how exactly to start. Right? Because they think that uh poetry is something you have to use sophisticated words or there has to be a rhyming sequence. Uh, there are different kinds of poetries out there by the way. Like haiku is one of them. right there's a rhyming sequence i like how you're telling me i know this yeah okay okay no it's just for anyone who doesn't know right okay. so uh they they text me like you know how how do you write like and i'm like what do you mean by how do you write like they like is there a thought process that you have to go through or is there like um stepwise process or something and i'm like you sit <laughs> you type down what you feel mm-hmm. and it's like what if it's not like it doesn't rhyme or something i'm like see it's not about the rhyming right mm-hmm. you just put out words And if you feel like okay uh there's something missing between two lines or three lines right just slip a few lines in between and it becomes a whole poem try it I've never written a poem you I, should try I I feel like I will never live up to the great man himself <laughs> <laughs> I mean you don't have to be as great as them but no I think I I I will be a poor understudy <laughs> Yeah you can like just write something not i mean you can give a try uh for the jellyfish but uh, I, i'll try i'll try the the andrew jackson with 100 duels that's that's what i'll try yeah you give, give it a try and i'll give it a try and then we can like compare compare yeah, yeah. i have a sense of feeling that yours is going to be a lot better <laughs> no one's to judge <laughs> <laughs> you're beating me with experience we can literally crop that part out <laughs> it's fine who cares but yeah um do, do, i'll send you some of like you know he used to do a radio show right yeah yeah i've i've talked to for a bit. You stopped him for a bit? Yeah. Well, I mean, does he he doesn't produce anything. He does a TV show now. Who are you talking about? Carl. Oh, no, I I'm talking about Carl. Oh, okay. Yeah, he does a TV show. Yeah. And a radio. What's what's it called? Um, he did two. One was Idiot Abroad. No idea. Like if you think that poem was funny? Yeah. He talks like that in real life. Yeah, you just gave me a few No sentences. But he's he's like he d- he d- used to do a radio show for like uh for like five or six years and that's just how we would talk. The poem actually is called a descriptive poem by the way. Okay. And descriptive poems are meant to be exactly what you see like uh, like this mic it's black 
um, it has a green light and a red light thing in the corner. I just described like what I see. But how is that a poem? How is that not just a paragraph? It's a poem. So when does something become a poem then for you? Uh, when the author says it? No, no. Um, when you give fluidity and uh, when something actually smoothly transitions, mm-hmm. right? There's like, so when you read a novel, you have breaks of paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Or a paragraph uh, is the continuation of a particular scene, mm-hmm. right? But in a poem, uh, when you talk, when you're mentioning a point of view or an object or anything, right? Mm-hmm. There is fluidity to it. Okay. And um, it doesn't break off, or it doesn't have to uh, be dragged to end into like it. It doesn't need to have like a specific like a storytelling or uh, something in it. It's it's compact, but it makes sense. Okay. But so you can write something that can be like 30 liners or 40 liners. But as long as um, it resembles one of the laws of poetry, it will fall into poetry. Like this one was a descriptive one. C.T. Eliot's, like some of his poems are like pages. Yeah, exactly. You can write poems like pages. You can write pages and poems. I've written uh, poems that are like pages long. But it still falls into poems because it, uh, it obeys the laws of poetry. Okay. And you have certain laws. Like, you need to find in which category you fall in. Okay. And once you've, like, found your category, stick to it. Write in that. So, I, I mean, this this comes back to the main question again. Like, the, where you're centered at the moment in the earth, what's all happening? Aren't you really not considering to do a pen de plum in order to, 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 to bring out subjects that you would be otherwise scared to approach? Initially, I... Like whenever I I was like I'm I'm gonna put my work out there. I wanted to do it with myself being involved in it like completely like for who I am. I didn't want uh, because a lot of your work has a lot of feministic notions to it, yeah. especially women centric. Yeah. And what's currently going on down there does not. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, uh, I have a lot of uh, issues that I shouldn't be touching, but I am touching. That's what and I'm, I'm putting it out there. So uh, if I'm going to be judged for it or anything. No, I'm worried that you're going to get defensed. (laughs) Do you know what that word means? What does it mean? Brought down, like, in a negative way. Defensed means it's an old French word being thrown out the window. As in the literal sense. It was called defensing. Uh, Can you look that up, Dan? So so I'm 100% sure that's how you pronounce it? Like sit on the fence kind of defense? Nope. Uh, thrown out the w- try thrown out the window, French word. I think it's spelling it wrong, maybe. A hundred percent. Yeah. So what are you doing in Bahrain then now? I'm on vacations. Oh yeah, how are you enjoying the vacation? Pretty good. <laughs> Just French word thrown out the window. I think it should be with the S and not a C, maybe. So how are you enjoying your vacation so far? To be honest, pretty good. Oh, yeah? What have you been doing? What have you been seeing? I've been writing most of the time, reading, mm-hmm. um, doing some bits of my work too, mm-hmm. university stuff and all. And then for how long are you staying in Bahrain for? Um, this month, probably, and then I'll leave. Oh, okay. What's the, what's the plan? Are you going to spend two more years? Yeah. And then what? And then I'm going to go for a specialization. (laughs) And then I'm going to go for a specialization. Where do you want to do your specialization? Uh, In the States or... Okay. 
Maybe Canada's actually fine. Canada. Are you worried that like, you're going to get chased down? Oh, no, Canada. <laughs> no, I'm not sure about it yet. I haven't decided. So what? Do you not, like, what's, this, what's the story now? You don't want to be, like, a full-time novelist or author? Um, I am... Um, I enjoy medicine, I enjoy physics, I enjoy writing. There's a lot of things I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I just kept one thing as my main career and the others are like, just they fall along, right? Dan found it. What is it? Defenestrate? Defenester? Defenester? Just to say it in the French accent. I don't know how to... How, what's that E with umlaut? De? De? De. De? Yeah. Defenestre? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. So maybe use a pen to plumb. What should I use? What about if you use like an anag- uh, like an anagram? Give me an example. Uh, I need a pen and a paper. To Wait, <laughs> I'm sure you <laughs> to do you an anagram. How, I mean, how does an anagram usually work? Isn't it that they take the first and the last letter yeah. and then they flip it? Flip no, it. and then they they try to make it into a a sounding something number. that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's the names. So it doesn't have to really make a lot of sense, no. I mean, if, um, I had one. Like what? Like, right. s- like a pseudo name. Let's hear it. Maybe keep it Deborah. Deborah? Don't you feel it sounds too close to that disease? Debola? <laughs> no. No. Deborah, Debola. Deborah. Deborah. Maybe D? And space Bora. A lot of the female poets actually had a pseudonym, but <coughs> but uh, but the names were like men names. Men names. Yeah. yeah, they used to do that. That's yeah. old school. That's but old that's school. school right? I like that. Yeah. You can go around being I mean, Adam Smith. Yeah, I, I can go around and, and then when like they call me Adolf, up, Adolf, Adolf. <laughs> <laughs> and then they call me up and they were like, um, we expected a male like female. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool. My, fa- my parents had a sick sense of humor. That's why they called me Adolf. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of uh, difficult, I mean, to say male or female because you have a lot of pronouns. So. Oh, my God. We're going to get into this. What, what is, are you on this pronoun game? I am not on it, but I think it's kind of disrespectful <laughs> because I've had like a full lecture on. I, I kind of like um, refer to someone with not their pronoun and then... Um, I had to hear about it. So I was like, just to avoid it, just go with it. Just to avoid it, just fit. So why didn't you just tell them to fuck off? I kind of needed them. Oh, they were work colleagues. Yeah. Wait, like your professor? Oh, no. Uh, your editor? It was like um, someone I had to do a group assignment with. Oh, just like, you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do they want it? They want to be them? Wait, what? In no, what? it was Where? even what? worse. In it, was, it was even worse. It was one of those. Z. Z, yeah. But what the fuck? What's going on? Why are they like and it was going quite, Z, Zem? I, I wasn't like well-versed with pronouns. And I all, pr- the, 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 the pronouns I knew was they, them, he, him, she, her. Then why do you put on your profile, I think, he, she, her? Yeah, just to be more clear, because <laughs> people refer to me as sometimes, you know, they, them. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, why would they do that? I mean, I, I, I think... You know, sometimes I like I have this um, concept that pronouns and uh, orientation are hand in hand. Okay. So I'm like, I'm straight. And then they go like, oh, no, these are pronouns. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they are pronouns. Wait, what? 
So wait, if you were like gay, you'd have your own pronouns? No, I, I that was my conception until I was. Oh, like, so if you're like gay, if you're gay, you would be like Z. Mm, I'm not sure. No, 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 no. You'd be. No, I'm asking about her. She mi she got that mixed up. Yeah, right? I got that mixed up. That like your pronouns were reflecting your orientation. Your orientation rather than your gender, but gender yeah. is non-binary exactly. for those people. It's kind of confusing, isn't it? But they said there's an infinite amount of genders. genders. It's kind of confusing. Just to be clear, it's she, her. But why do you like, why do you even like, why do you, I, I just, like, I would not tolerate that. You're not on the pronoun games, are you? I, I'm 30. I will not be in that pronoun games. That bus has long gone away from that station. Like, right. if, if somebody would come up to me, I've had this, like, in, in, in like, in, like, 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 meetings. Mm-hmm. And um, they came, they came up to me and we were like, "Oh, it's the them." I got up and walked away. I was like, "I don't want to do business with you <laughs> if, if, if you're already starting with this." Are you, are you <laughs> I just walked away. I'm like, "Listen." <laughs> are you for real? Absolutely. Just stand up and walk. Get out of here. Whatever. I hope to have that card someday. You don't have to have that card. I mean, if I need them, I, I just got to Who cares? Go with You'll it. find other people. <laughs> There's other business opportunities. Get out of here. What are you talking about? You. <laughs> oh, you, put you custom, have. I mean, Z? come on. You have. Prefer not to say because yeah, we've got a you team. You have a custom one as well. But I had the prefer not to say. You have a custom one as well. What was my custom one? You can add whatever your pronoun is. <laughs> I like that asshole. <laughs> you can add whatever your pronoun is. You can use Z. I don't understand. I had it on prefer not to say. Z. Danny, what was it set on? Uh, because we're like a podcast, <laughs> Yeah, no? see, that, that's a good one. You should put that on. Yeah? Is that cute? Is that cute? It's, it's not cute, but it's like, you know what? I don't care what you say, but yeah, this is what I feel I am. Best podcast, yeah. Similar account suggestions. Thank you. <laughs> Other accounts will be like, <laughs> people have this podcast. This yeah, 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 yeah. New. I think I'm, I, I, I don't know. Gets me upset. Those people get me upset. I just feel pity for them. Wait, so, you can't tell them that. <laughs> well, you want that cut out. <laughs> so what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the story with, with the them? Then why do you have it in your profile? Just remove it. Live your life. I will. <laughs> or don't. Whatever. Don't let yourself I mean, I just, I just like, convinced by me. I just want to keep it there. Like, just be more specific. Like, yeah. This is what I believe in and this is what I am. And I just find it interesting that you're, you're... So do you have another profile that is around your your doctorate? No, but I was thinking of starting a blogging channel. Yeah, Allah. I know it requires a lot of time, so I'm just kind of like getting in the zone, learning about blogging and stuff. Wait, what, what, what? Vlogging is like so 2000 and late. Why are you getting into vlogging? Do a podcast. I used to blog. Like writing blog? Writing blog. Okay. And then I stopped it because I wanted to like go something with medicine as well, get involved with medicine as well. I used to blog about writing stuff and all. So kind of I had this thought in the back of my head and I had a lot of uh, people like say like, you know what, we want to see like medical stuff from you. Like we want Who are these people? Uh, people like on my profile and like they just all even like even the people I study with they're like you know what you should like start a vlogging channel and we want to see you stuff like I don't have stuff. time for these people then wh why are you giving why are you giving time to these um, people I actually genuinely want to start a vlogging channel as well 
What are you? Oh, these are the people who've been telling you these nonsense stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing with their lives? Uh, I have no idea. There we go. That's the problem right here. But I mean, how much more things do you want to do? You've got a you've got a I mean, book to finish. The more, the merrier. Huh? The more, the merrier. Yeah, but you know, you can't look left and right at the same time. Um, I highly am against that concept. Like, I I know I get this a lot. You can't you can't like put your feet in many boxes at the same time. Mm-hmm. But my mom also says that if you want to do multiple things, you do multiple things. It's best. It's it's best to do one thing, w- one thing fully asked than than multiple things half asked. I mean, you can do multiple things fully as well. You're gonna tell me honestly. Yeah. Okay. Honestly. Okay. You're gonna honestly tell me, hey, you know what, Helen? If I would take a step back from from doctorate, which you wouldn't, but let's hypothetically say, okay, and step back on anything else, and I would just focus all my energy on my writing, mm-hmm. you you're really not gonna tell me you wouldn't be a better writer. Um. Yeah. I mean, see. Okay. The thing is. Thank you. The thing is. I have invested in each of my professions individually and over the course of time. The first half of my school life, I wasn't even concerned about me- I had medical in the back of my head, but I was like, I'm going to use it to build my audience. I'm going to write. I'm going to focus. I'm going to learn more about different writing styles. How does it work? How do you get published? I focused on that. And then when the time came for medical stuff, I was like, now you know what? I'm going to completely do medical and part-time do writing because I know my stuff now. Like I know I, I can like own up to that. Yeah, I, I know this. I revolve around it. This is going to be my writing style. This is what I'm going to do. I know what I have to write about. So I've done like my research and what I want to do. And where do you want to then specialize your doctor? You mentioned a few times that you would like to specialize in Canada or the US or Germany or wherever you may, you may would like mm-hmm. to go. What would be the field? The field that you're thinking of at the um, moment. At the moment, it's surgery. Really? Yeah. You know what? I was thinking surgery for you. Why? I just thought I got that like vibe. The vibe? Yeah. I just looked at you and you're like, yeah, surgery seems like the right. Yeah. <laughs> at the moment, it's like surgery. Any particular reason? Any particular field in surgery? Um, there's a very like um, wrong way of saying it too. I think it's kind of cool how you can like cut open people. <laughs> Okay. You fix them and like put them back together and like so. Okay. So, cool. so you want to work I in a morgue? Yeah, like I no, like I don't <laughs> <laughs> autopsies. That's what you would like to conduct. No, like I, to I definitely would not like prescribing medicines. Be like, yeah, you know, okay, I've read this in my book. It's gonna prescribe you something. You're gonna be fine. Instead, I would be like, yeah, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna have to open you up, fix a few things before you're completely fine, and then I can send you off. That sounds more fun to me. I have in my both short and long life never heard of a single person who went for surgery and came back better. Surgeons are kind of (laughs) crack. I mean, like they're like an engineer that leaves things all the time in their body. Rings, keys, all kinds of stuff. That happens. Yeah, I know. (laughs) They engrave their initials and people's like organs. They're they're wild people. That happens. Yeah. So I will. You're you're what you're looking to lose stuff in people's bodies. What what's hopefully what's not. Okay. But I hopefully think that I can be good at it and I can actually put a contribu- contribution out to humanity or something. Yeah. I like that idea. I was thinking of, of of getting into medicine, but but much much later on in my life. I mean, there's like no time to be whatever you want to like. 
Even if you're in your 40s and you want to do it, you do it. I wanted to do it in my 50s. Mm-hmm. And then assuming you're s- in your 70s now. <laughs> in my 50s, assuming that I'm in my 70s now. But I'm in my 30s right now. <laughs> what a terrible joke. Are you just saying I look old? Thank you. I just said that you, you look younger than what you... Oh, I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I would, I would, I would like to start when I'm around my fifties. Go to like a really terrible school somewhere where I can just like, like speed through it. And Are you into medicine? Yes, I am, but not from the sense of what you think. I would like okay. to, 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 to find whatever me- illegal or legal modality to get the license as quickly as possible. Okay. And then just go to like some, some, some piss poor nation, and spend the last about ten years of my life. Just doing half-ass job, <laughs> but it's better than nothing, you know. It's better than nothing. Like, why would you want to do that? I don't know. I I romanticize the idea. Okay. The last ten years, you know what? Where where I'm barely senile and <laughs> things. I are... mean, if you actually look to the field of surgery, you can like look at it in in a way that um, it's legalized in terms of like chopping people up, like opening them up. I'm not doing that to like organ harvest like poor nations. I'm going doing it to like, you know, help people where they, you know, it's something up. <laughs> I mean, medicine is very fascinating, to be honest. Mm. As much as it's hectic, it's very fascinating as well. Like sometimes I am shocked to learn something about my body. I'm like, wait, I have that and it can do that. A heart, a liver. What were you, what were you shocked the last time you found out you had? Um, the brain, actually. I'm very fascinated by the brain. Okay. Sh- you look menacing while saying that, but go on. Um, there are a few things that does not make sense, right? Our brain has certain areas of development that are not, that are not supposed to be present in us right now. What? Because it has, yeah, it has existed in humans that lived in your 80s and BCs. Because that's You're going to fail your medical exam. No, I'm not. <laughs> what did he just say? Say that again. That there's there certain, certain areas, areas in the brain. In the brain. Like, there are different centers of your brain, right? Mm-hmm. So there are certain areas in the brain that are not supposed to exist anymore. Is it Which part of your hippocampus is that supposed to be at? Is hippocampus all you know in the brain? No, I also know um, the mo- motor. What is it? The motor control? Uh, <laughs> motor control? Whatever the back part here it's is. It's not even about pons, medulla. No. Medulla oblongata. No, the part that controls your motion, your um, your ability to move. It's medu- medulla. Medulla? I thought there was a motor something. Med- yeah, it's an oblongata, medulla oblongata. All right, whatever. Yeah, so there are some organs in us as well that uh, it's not supposed to like be like the vermiform appendix. Mm-hmm. We have it, but it's not supposed. To, it it doesn't do anything in our body. It's just there. You know what is it supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to digest uh, grass. Yeah, exactly. And and wood bark. Yeah, and we have it. Mm-hmm. It's not functional in us, mm-hmm. but we still have it. Isn't that kind of like fascinating? Like, we but that's not in the brain, though. In the brain, we, we do have brain brain tissue in our stomach, though. Yeah. No, we don't have brain tissue in the stomach. We have brain tissue in your GI tract. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I mean, <laughs> you're studying the field. I just remember reading some more medical studies. More specific, not mm. in the stomach exactly. Mm. So yeah, in, you have certain areas of brain that is like very medieval. Like it's supposed to be in humans um, who would think according to like that era. 
like an updated version of Apple software. Okay, I mean, unless you're dropping the biggest conspiracy ever made, but okay. You should read on it. You should read on what it. What am I supposed to type in? Um, People having version 1.1 brain? No, no, no. I'll send you references. Okay. okay. Read it. I'll not send you too medical stuff, but... Uh, send it as technical as you like. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. No, I'll send you something that you can like, that makes sense to you. You don't have to go into like the depths of it. It doesn't bother me. I enjoy reading. Sure? Yeah. Okay, I'll send you references. Read it. It's gonna, like, you're gonna be like, okay, wait, why do we have these parts functioning in us? Like, the brain is very complex if you get into it. So why do you think that, why do you think we have an camo, cannabinoid, cannabinoid receptors? Cannabinoid receptors? Cannabinoid receptors? Because uh, that was the only sort of painkillers that was available earlier. Interesting. Yeah. Because you can control your brain through 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 meditation and breathing as well. You can't control pain through that. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can. You can't control it. There's a certain amount of brain intensity of pain that what you puts you into shock. Yeah. Sure. So I don't think you can exceed that limit. Mm-hmm. You can't. Uh, type in Wim Hof. He overcame Grand Green. Okay, you, you're talking about one or two exceptions. Okay, um, type in... Can you type in Wim Hof Meditation? It's called... I forgot the name of the breathing technique. It's called... There's a special... It's a special name for it. Can you scroll down? Uh, scroll down, scroll down. Four, seven, eight breathing technique? No. Yeah, there's a spe- there's a special word for it. Can you go up and type in Wim Hof and then just change it to breathing technique? And then maybe it'll show up the name for the technique. It comes from Tibet. It's super interesting. I remember reading about it. And I remember reading your Har- Harvard research study about it. Exa- exactly about this, about some monks in Tibet. I mean, we don't use it in clinical practices, so... Uh, yeah, but I mean, Western yeah. and Asi- Asian medicines have always been separated. Probably because the modern techniques are more effective and faster. Interesting that you say that. We um, look at efficiency as well when considering. Interesting that you say that. Um, oh. All right, it's, it's, keep looking, Danny. Breathing technique, uh, maybe Tibet. Try putting Tibet in the end. Due to high altitudes, Tibetan monks have dropped below zero. Tomo, thank you. And type in uh, Tomo monks. And uh, sorry, are you still in Russian time? Mm, I keep on getting calls. We can do another episode another time. So if you're here, yeah. stuff this time. Is that okay? Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Uh, can you open the images? So uh, I think it was either Stanford or Harvard. Um, went to Most probably Harvard. I'm not sure which one. Um, went to Tibet and they went to one of these monasteries where they to do a case study on to it. To do a case study on it. Wow. And they took wet towels in the ice of winter and wrapped these monks around wet towels, thinking that it's going to induce hypothermia. <laughs> but in actuality, through the alone the breathing technique, they managed to control their 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 um, met- metabolism and increase their their skin body temperature to such a, to such a degree that he could actually see steam coming off the towels 
It, wow. it, they recorded the whole process. It's 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 amazing. Can you type in Tomo um, Harvard or it was either Harvard or Princeton? Meditation changes. Harvard gave. Harvard education. It's fascinating. Second. It's absolutely fascinating. Came out in 1982. It's pretty. It's fascinating, and there's there's like this whole theory behind on on it, and that same guy that that Wim Hof guy he documented getting gangrene on his foot, and uh, just using his like in, a, in in a controlled environment in a controlled environment to that extent. It's fascinating. Remember, you, you, the, the brain can produce even uh, uh, TM, not TMZ, MT, what's that drug, that party drug? MIC, no, MT. MD, MDM. MDM. And that's just through through uh, uh, just a sequence of breathing. Wow. You look at me like. We, like, we go for injections or stuff like that, like these days. We don't rely on this kind of stuff. Yeah, but there's a whole, like, even the ice, like, like you, you what's that old adage again? Um, um, if it's bruised, you cold. If no, if it's a burn, you burn. cold. If it's a bruise, you heat. If you go to Asia, for example, in medical schools in China, they teach you the exact opposite of that. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. Okay. And I mean, as long as it works, it's because there's there's no there's there's there doesn't seem to be any clear science indication that that uh, that. That that unnecessary coldness will yes it will bring inflammation down, but the heat will increase inflammation, which allows more blood to flow through it and speed up the healing. Oh. That's the argument that the, the logic they bring in. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That is kind of interesting. I think you have contrast and contradiction in every field. Mm -hmm. You do. And there's this whole new research. I remember reading on American Scientific they just brought out this this case study about designer drugs. Yeah. That's also yeah. super, super interesting. I think like there is a lot of contradiction going around the designer drugs and there's a lot of debates going on around it. I just saw one recently and uh, I think it was by um, it was by one of the one of the universities like pretty popular Buckingham or something and they had a whole debate about like on it and it was like good to see two different sides of it. It, it's like, especially like the medical science field is so, so, so interesting. Debatable, God, you can debate on every topic. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it, it's, it's like, it's so still in its infancy. Infancy? Infancy. Children? Babies? Infancy? Infancy. Infancy. It's super, super, super interesting. I think it's, medicine is like, I said, it's fascinating. Mm. Mm. I had this debate with somebody a long time ago. And my argument basis is that uh, medicine, at least in, in what we consider it, is not science. And my argument basis was is that whatever treatment you're prescribing, you're prescribing it onto, onto the average, not onto the individual. Meaning you're not particularly treating that one individual, you're, you're treating the yeah, average yeah. conglomerate of whatever that case is. And so it, it, it's not a science, it's a, it's a math. That's a fair debate. Yeah, right? It's fascinating. No, no, no. Because I, I, there's like super interesting cases of people like having um, like a body temperature of 38 degrees, for example, mm -hmm. who would be counted as a light fever, but they're perfectly normal. And the vice versa. 
if you go into medicine, I think there are a lot of topics in the daytime. Hmm. If I would do it, like, uh, like I would just do it for research. Yeah. Do what, the holy work, you know what? What fascinates you in medicine the most? For me, DNA sequencing, I think, is super, super oh, interesting. That is, you mean like DNA technology, our DNA techniques and stuff, right? Have you done your research on it? Um, yes. I think I'm very fascinated by DNA sequencing as well. But that doesn't entirely come under medicine. Mm -hmm. It comes, it comes under in biotechnology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they they brought out that new splitter. I remember reading about it. Uh, it's called. It's called. It's called. It's called. It's called. Uh, can DNA, Dan? Can you look up DNA cutter? I'll show show up the uh, term. Yeah, this uh, splicer. This is a C C. CD three. No, 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 no. Um, the DNA splice. I think it's called splicing or DNA maybe not splicing. Uh, CRISPR. CRISPR. Yeah. That was super, super interesting. So I read a book that I would share with you. It's called um, Regenesis. Okay. And they, that's obviously a play of word from Genesis. And the whole book makes a case and argument both for and against on cloning. Mm -hmm. There's a documentary on it. It's f no, I, I mean, the book's, uh, the book's argument is that, is that because as how our species are continuing, the limitation of diversity in the DNA has led to, to DNA breakdown. Okay. And so uh, one of the ways to combat mm -hmm. it would be to bring down ancestries from the past. Oh. Interesting I viewpoint, know. right? Regenesis. It's, it's a super, super interesting book. And it starts the book with a, with a girl who gets bitten by a bat and develops... Uh, when he, what's the, when the dogs get like the fuzzy mouth? Uh, rabies. Rabies. And she, she was like, and they talk about the book, she, it's like 50 people in the United States get the rabies. The whole idea of DNA technology <coughs> or the recombinant DNA technology, it's actually uh, focused on a lot these days because they believe like it can cure a lot of things that medicine alone can't. Yeah, but, but it, I mean, Elon Musk makes this great, makes this excellent state, the excellent point where, where, the, the moment you open that Pandora's box, you end up with a Hitler problem. Mm, yeah, I mean... No so one wants an ugly kid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's there. See, when you have a positive side to something, you have to look at the cons as well. You mean, well, yes, yes, but what I'm saying, right, is that, is that the moment you open CRISPR technology onto the public, right, everyone's progeny will, will almost all be the same. That's why... Uh, there is a debate about it that it has to be limited. Not everyone needs to have access to this technology. I was reading. I, I was. I remember. I remember talking to somebody about it. We were talking about uh, um, nugenics. No, that's not called nugenics. Um, eugenics. Mm. And. I was I was making a case point that we are practicing eugenics right now, today. Mm -hmm. uh, nine, what is it like, like six out of ten or nine out of ten women who 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 get their pregnancies scanned and they register any kind of either deformity or um, what's another? Th uh, they can't catch autism in, uh, as as a feces, but they can catch um, ADHD. No, there's another one. Um, Down syndrome. Down syndrome. And so most of those pregnancies get terminated. So you're you're already <laughs> you're already doing in a very rough <laughs> way eugenics. Isn't that fascinating? It is fascinating. Like that, as I said, everything in medicine, every topic you pick up, 
mm. be it like reading about just about an organ and ways you can cure or treat or different methods of you know getting or you know when you just in general read read about the nerves in your body or just anything innervations anything it's fascinating you just you're just going to be like oh wait it can actually like a single nerve can actually innervate multiple organs at the same time mm-hmm. like it can control multiple things at the same time mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. so yeah it is fascinating medicine alone do you do you believe that that brain waves both exterior and intern- interiorly uh, has an effect on consciousness yeah you think there's some truth there is, to that yeah there is some truth to that uh, interesting i don't think the science has never been it's been very fringy till yeah. i've never read anything that's very like as very <laughs> assertive on the subject i mean what's your what's your take on it i mean it sounds like just gibberish to me saying that you know if if you, if you get into a beta state that somehow you can learn better that why because it sounds to me like just a magic pill in pseudoscience you you hear the sound before you see the the action there's a delay yeah that's also fascinating it's kind of scary too not as scary as like schizophrenia i'll agree on that <laughs> definitely <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> schizophrenia is like the end of the spectrum I heard a really funny story once where where this guy his uncle has schizophrenia and he walks into the house and there's like these beautiful murals and paintings and stuff like that uh-huh. and these beautiful poetry written and he goes what what's this about he says like at night these doctors come these research doctors and um they they put an injection I have to fight against them and this beautiful woman comes and I can't communicate with her because I'm locked in in this body and so the only way I can communicate with her is like writing this and hoping that she she reads, reads it reads it right and uh, he was looking around the room and the <laughs> the windows were nailed shut <laughs> and he says what's that he's like that's where the doctors come in and strip the window <laughs> and he goes so uh, are the nails helping <laughs> helping and he goes not very much <laughs> i mean it's actually schizophrenia is actually very scary <laughs> it is very scary i write about it and sometimes when i write about it i'm fascinated by such patients as well like what actually do they like go through just to like be able to go through those hallucinations and everything they go through have you ever had a, like a like a, an incident a mental break me kind of burnout or from burnout well, so what happened it usually goes like um when i read for continuous hours I or when I'm doing something for a prolonged period of time I eventually end up crying about it and I'm like I don't want to do it anymore and I'm just like I suck at it and probably I'm not going to be good at it I'm never going to be good at it Interesting so it's like a mixture between like like s- sadness depression mixed with mixed with like contempt Yeah Interesting And then it just like just switch back I'm like okay you know what I'm good at it Wow <laughs> So yeah the only incident i had i don't know if somebody put something in my drink or what happened i was out in like a bar or something and um it was it was like a possession that's the only way i can describe it like a hard cut like cut happens here and and the next cut is i'm at my apartment with my ex and like talking to her about like some book that i read and telling her how i'm like the main character in this this fictional book that i was reading and and literally i just looked at her and i blinked and i was like where am i 
That that was this like it was that's the only way I can describe it. And then it happened to me once, like five or six years ago, wow. and I was like, holy shit! And it was literally like a time skip. I can't imagine what you must have been through, but yeah. I don't know what they put in that drink, but but it was literally like bam and then bam. Like you skipped the whole part in your time frame. Like I was like conscious, obviously. But you didn't know. I don't remember what I did. I don't remember what I said. I I I just it the only way I can describe it I I, I can't I, like it it felt like re-entering your body. That's the only way I can describe Makes it. Sense. It was bizarre. It was like like being away from like the controls. Yeah. And then suddenly you're like, oh, I'm in control again. It's it, it, I I can't. One time. I mean, looking like, I mean, like not at this topic, but yeah, when you look at mental illness, I think um, I write about schizophrenia, bipolar, anxiety. I don't write about depression much. I don't know why. Depression is super interesting. I know well. it's super interesting, but I've never actually, now that I think about it, I've never written about depression. Because I've, uh, the depression part that I find so interesting is like it's misdiagnosed 96% of time or something I mean, like I that. I think people go like, you know, if she's not depressed, she's sad. Or he's not depressed, she's sad. Opposite. It's way overprescribed. Yeah? Way, way overprescribed because it's almost like such an easy, like, like. Okay, I get what you're going diagnosis. with. Yeah. And it, 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 what is it? Like, like I, th I think like 80% like of depression can be cured both with, with sleep regulation and actually exterior activity. Fascinating. And uh, I get where you're going with it. You're like, oh, you know, she doesn't talk maybe because she's depressed. Like, it's a very commonly used term. Mm, mm, mm. And it's commonly and prescribed. And borderline personality disorder. Yeah. Well, and th that comes under psychotic disorder, so. Yeah, but it's separate than depression. Yeah, it's separate than depression. Yeah. Yeah, like multiple personality, bipolar. Or multiple personality, that's the holy grail. That is <laughs> like, that is the, the rarest of the rare. You know, I'm, I, I get like, I rarely see poets or anyone write about um, schizophrenia or multiple personality. And whenever I find one, I'm like so keen to know more about the poet or the poetess. I'm like, I want to read more from them. If you learn German, my mom, uh, who used to run a pharmacy, uh, she has a bunch of books from a mental asylum. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> that basic suggestion made me laugh. Uh, and it, they're like all like personal memoirs from these like patients and stuff Seriously? like that. Yeah. Are they in English? No, they're in German. So you'd have to learn German. But That's uh, like... They're like this thick of like textbooks. It's like golden treasure. Right? <laughs> I know. And and I, I, I remember speaking to her about it and she said like the, they made them like write because they thought it was like a form of therapy for them. Writing is a form of therapy. And so they, the, she has like, it's almost like this large of a stack. Yeah. Only if I knew German, I would read it. <laughs> this, yeah, I, I remember reading a few parts of it and I was like, this doesn't not make sense. Okay, you speak German. Mm. I just said my mom is German, right? <laughs> yeah, so I, I assumed you must have not learned the language. Mm, 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 mm. Mm -hmm. Anything you'd like to add before we wrap it up? Because I'm worried about your your parents obviously being like, where the fuck is she? <laughs> uh, no, that's not the case. It's hard to catch on something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. What was it? Like dinner plans or something? Yeah. Do you guys want me to order you food? No, it's okay. It's okay. You sure? Yeah, yeah. You're sure you're sure? Yeah. We, we can order you pizza. It's totally fine. Oh, they still want to go to dinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, then let's let's wrap it up. Um, all right. Hope to see you soon before you go back. Definitely, we'll get in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're leaving end of this month. Yeah, most probably. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's do something maybe next week. 
cool. Sounds fun. Yeah? Yeah. Perfect. It was great. This was part one. <laughs>